Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. recommends that kids return to school this fall. The guidelines for keeping kids safe as parents demand answers and teachers express fear. I'm scared all my teacher friends are scared. Florida surpasses 400,000 cases and sets a death toll record this week. The new call tonight for more than 150 health experts to shut the country down and reset. Mask confusion. Tonight, McDonald's and Chipotle join the growing number of companies mandating masks. But with no national standard and limited enforcement, why the private security business is booming. Unemployment emergency. Time is running out for millions of Americans whose benefits are set to expire this weekend. And tonight, the 12 million households facing eviction. Protesters clash with federal officers in Portland, Oregon. Now the president threatens to deploy as many as 75,000 federal agents across the country. Hurricane warnings along the Texas coast. Tropical storm Hannah expected to upgrade and make landfall Saturday. Clashing with China, the escalating tensions as China packs up its Houston consulate as Beijing strikes back. Released from prison, the president's former fixer back in home confinement after a judge says he was retaliated against for his new tell-all book. And CBS's Steve Hartman on the road with a newspaper delivery man who delivers kindness. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. The coronavirus is spreading so rapidly that as we come on the air tonight, the World Health Organization now says more people have been infected in the past 24 hours than at any time since the pandemic began. Think about that. Tonight, the U.S. remains the epicenter of the global crisis, especially in places like California, Texas, 
and Florida, where at least 50 hospitals now say they are out of ICU beds. But the rapid spread of the virus did not stop the Centers of Disease Control from issuing new guidance for reopening schools today. And what Democrats charge reads more like a political document than public health guidelines. The CDC called for schools to allow for in-person learning, saying children are at low risk of getting sick or spreading the virus. Today, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease doctor, said that guidance was sound, but also said that the con count country's hardest-hit states need to consider halting or walking back their reopening plans. And while Dr. Fauci did not call for the entire country to shut down again, tonight more than 150 scientists are, saying the only way to control the spread of the virus is a national order to stay home. Today, Massachusetts and Washington, D.C. said they'll try to control the spread by forcing visitors coming from hotspots to quarantine for two weeks. And with unemployment benefits running out for millions of Americans and a federal ban that temporarily stopped landlords from evicting people set to expire, Congress went home for the weekend without agreeing on a plan to extend either benefit. There's a lot of news to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is covering it all. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage tonight in Miami Beach. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. COVID-19 is currently the third leading cause of death here in Florida, behind only heart disease and cancer. Now mayors in two counties are suggesting that people who live in multi-generational families wear a mask, even at home. As more hospital ICUs across Florida fill up, the concern over whether public schools should stay empty grows, leaving some teachers in fear. I'm scared all my teacher friends are scared. Stephanie Miller teaches second grade and is closely watching the CDC's new guidance issued after the president publicly criticized the agency's earlier guidance. The CDC is now stressing the importance of in-person instruction, but encouraging social distancing and keeping the same teachers and students together in groups called pods to contain possible outbreaks. But language like teach and reinforce use of cloth face coverings written in May are now labeled recommendations, and it does not detail when an outbreak should trigger a shutdown. For Miller, it's also about protecting staff from an experience like hers. She contracted the virus in April. I was on a ventilator for 21 days and came out of it not able to move a muscle. It's like a nightmare come true. It's not just Texas and California driving the Sunbelt surge. Smaller states along the Gulf Coast like Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana are hotspots too. Today, Dr. Anthony Fauci urged people to follow safety measures. I think if they strictly adhere to these things, very strictly adhere, it will take a few weeks, maybe three weeks or so, to see the downturn. We're also learning about faulty personal protection supplies sent to some nursing homes in May by FEMA, including useless masks and gowns. Health officials in Colorado confirmed seven children have contracted a rare syndrome believed to be tied to coronavirus, similar to Kawasaki disease. Two died. And as the CDC reports recovery from COVID is slow, even for young adults as young as 21, we are still seeing the virus's devastating consequences. In Houston, Isaiah and Nathan Garcia lost both their mother and their father, who had underlying health conditions within two weeks. I didn't get to say goodbye to my mom or my dad now, and that's what hurts me the most right now. Manuel Bohorquez, CBS News, Miami.
I'm Carter Evans. Across the country, a patchwork of face mask policies is leading to confusion. I'm not paying for And confrontation. You're, you're coming close to me. You're coming close Back to me. Back off! Today, McDonald's joined some of the nation's largest retailers requiring masks at stores nationwide. A new poll finds three in four Americans want mask mandates. Across the country, 34 states, along with Washington, D.C., have issued their own measures. Indiana's mask mandate goes into effect Monday, but some law enforcement agencies already say they won't enforce it, leaving hourly employees with the added duty of policing <laughs> mask policies themselves. They were mocking us. This mask is not even protecting you. I have my rights. Ellie Rosales works at Hugo's Restaurant in Los Angeles. No mask. No tacos. Executive chef Nabor Prado had to shut down some locations for two weeks to give workers a break from the harassment. It got to a point that one of the customers threw a cup of water to one of my uh, employees. Threw water on him? Yeah. Just unacceptable. They've now hired round-the-clock security. Our phones are ringing off the hook. Ray Nomer says businesses want his security guards to handle the disputes for them. In the past five weeks, we've had to hire 120 security officers. 120? Yes, sir. Here in Santa Monica, local police are actively enforcing mask laws. Anyone caught not wearing a face covering or social distancing could get a ticket for up to 500 bucks. And Nora, businesses could be fined $1,000. Carter Evans, thank you. This weekend, millions of Americans will lose the extra $600 unemployment benefit they've been getting since the early days of the pandemic. But tonight, the White House and Senate Republicans still haven't come up with a plan to extend those benefits. Here's CBS's Nancy Cordes. As 30 million Americans waited for a lifeline today, this is what the U.S. Senate looked like. Empty. The suffering starts in two days. Emergency federal jobless benefits, $600 per person per week, are about to expire. And it makes it pretty hard to pay for, for a $1,200 uh, apartment. Chris Levy is an audio technician in Orlando and has a six-year-old daughter. But his unemployment check is about to drop to $275 a week. I lost my job by no fault of my own due to the pandemic. And now I kind of have no, seems like no backing. House Democrats passed a bill two months ago to extend the $600 payments through January. But Senate Republicans are still finalizing their proposal, which they say will prevent anyone from making more on unemployment than they did at work. The administration has requested additional time to, to review the fine details. Republicans are derelict in their duty. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi warned today there is no plan B. Are you considering extending these benefits for a month or two while you continue to negotiate? No. Do you understand no? What should people, yeah. you know, people yeah. who are at home wondering how they're going to afford their groceries yeah. next week? Yeah. The negotiations over all this could last weeks, and if there is a lapse in benefits, Congress could authorize retroactive payments. But as one lawmaker pointed out today, Nora, you can't eat retroactively. Nancy Cordes on Capitol Hill. Thank you. 
Today, the Department of Justice said it has arrested 18 people in Portland on federal criminal charges. Dramatic scenes played out on the streets for the 56th consecutive night as protesters again clashed with federal agents backed by President Trump. Here's CBS's Weijia Zhang. Despite pleas from protesters in Portland, federal agents are staying put, firing tear gas and physically clashing with demonstrators overnight. City and state leaders, including the mayor who was tear gassed himself, are demanding they leave. We sent in very powerful, uh, not military, but very strong people. Uh, the police are good, but they were told not to do anything, you know, by the radical left mayor. President Trump said that dozens of officers are necessary to protect federal buildings. And he's ready to launch up to 75,000 more agents to cities across the country, including Chicago, Albuquerque, Kansas City, and Seattle. Mayor Jenny Durkin. What the president has threatened is not the norm. In fact, it is contrary to how federal government usually works with local law enforcement. Every city is run by a liberal Democrat, and they're going to hell. And we have to do something. At today's briefing, White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany showed a video she claimed justifies the decisions in Portland. She was asked if the president thinks he can send federal forces anywhere he wants. He believes they're there to protect federal property, so I'll leave it to you to determine where it's federal property. Tonight, in a new interview, President Trump revealed he often regrets what he tweets because the instant gratification backfires. The president said after he leaves the White House, he doesn't know if he will use his Twitter account ever again. Nora? Weijia Zhang at the White House. Thank you. We turn now to Houston, where today's staff cleared out of the Chinese consulate there. Workers loaded up moving trucks ahead of this afternoon's deadline. The U.S. ordered the consulate closed, accusing Chinese hackers of using it to steal intellectual data from facilities in Texas. Well, in retaliation, China ordered the U.S. to close its consulate in the city of Chengdu. Tonight, the future is uncertain for more than 12 million households. A moratorium on evictions from federally assisted properties expires tomorrow. Now, this is a huge problem during the pandemic. Nearly a third of American households missed housing payments at the start of this month. We go now to CBS's Adriana Diaz. Columbus, Ohio's convention center is open despite the pandemic. And instead of vendors at tables, these are lawyers offering free legal help for people facing eviction. Just look at this spaced out waiting room. They're here for eviction court. Good morning. Because the convention center allows for social distancing. We took 300 to the previous owners. Denisha Morgan is one of thousands facing eviction. She has two kids and stopped working during the pandemic, worried her Crohn's disease put her at risk. I feel sad, I'm about to cry now, like, it sucks. We most likely will get evicted. Ohio is one of 28 states that currently does not have a ban on evictions. Denisha is one of the luckier ones. She was granted rent relief. As many as 28 million Americans could be evicted in the coming months. About 1 million were evicted in the year after the Great Recession. In Miami, this mother of three called us while she was out um, searching for a job. Trying to figure everything out for, you know, for my kids' sake. She lost her home in May after the restaurant where she was a waitress shut down. Now she's at a motel. Her kids are staying with a babysitter. At night, it, it really hits me, like, when I can't even, you know, tuck my kids into bed. It, it gets very emotional and it gets 
very sad to know, like, I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, it, it's, it's very hard. Minorities are at greater risk for eviction, a group especially hard hit by the virus itself. I did test positive Thursday. So on top of being kicked out of your house, now you have COVID? I do. I feel like I'm, I'm getting hit from left to right with everything going on with my situation. It's like, what's next? There are likely others taking the same risk with America caught between a health crisis and an economic one. Adriana Diaz, CBS News. And tonight, South Texas is bracing for a possible hurricane. Warnings are up along a 200-mile stretch of the Gulf Coast as Hannah heads toward landfall tomorrow. People in South Texas lined up for sandbags today. Up to a foot of rain from Hannah could cause flash flooding. Hurricane Douglas is taking aim at Hawaii. It's a Category 3 storm now, but it's expected to weaken to a tropical storm when it makes landfall Sunday near Honolulu. Well, tonight, we're learning how America plans to honor civil rights icon John Lewis. Preparations are underway in the U.S. Capitol, where the body of the congressman will lie in state, a rare honor on Monday and Tuesday. Before that, on Sunday, Lewis's casket will make a symbolic last trip across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama, where Lewis was beaten by police on Bloody Sunday in 1965. The events are part of a six-day celebration of Lewis's life. President Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, is serving the rest of his sentence at home tonight. A federal judge ruled U.S. officials sent him back to prison two weeks ago as retaliation for his plans to write a tell-all book about the president. But his lawyer says he hopes to have his book out before the election. Retirement just got rosier for two friends from Wisconsin. In 1992, Tom Cook and Josephine promised each other that if they ever hit the lottery, they'd split the jackpot. Well, last month, Cook bought the winning ticket in a $22 million jackpot, and he made good on his promise, saying, a handshake's a handshake, man. Way to honor your promise. It all started with a simple request from a customer. Now a newspaper carrier has found a whole new mission. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. Long before social distancing, Greg Daly was already keeping his customers at arm's length. In fact, to those on his paper route in central New Jersey, Greg has never been anything more than a blur past their driveway. But as we first reported in April, all that changed when one elderly customer asked him a simple favor. Could he please pull in and throw the paper closer to the garage? It hit me that if she can't get the paper at the sidewalk, which is 20 feet from the house, in this pandemic, how is she going to get the things she needs? So a couple of days later, I just decided, you know what, I I'm going to put this note out. The note, stuck in the next day's edition, said, My name is Greg Daly, and I deliver your newspaper every morning, which was news to most people. I would like to offer my services, free of charge. To anyone who needs groceries. It'll be an, it'll From that moment to this, tomorrow, okay? the phone has like been that. ringing off the hook. He takes the orders, does the shopping, and delivers the groceries, not by whipping them out the window, but by carefully placing them on the porch. How are you? And boy, are people grateful. Step back and I'll put them in the house for you. Eileen Stein is 85 and recently widowed. I don't have enough adjectives. He is one of the finest people in the world. The lady at this house went even further. 
called him the closest thing to God. God. <laughs> There's a level of appreciation here, Steve, that goes above and beyond anything I've ever seen. But no, I'm not going to stop. Well, you'll stop when this is done. I, <laughs> Greg said, not necessarily. There's something about being able to do something really nice for people. And sure enough, since this story first aired, Greg has expanded his mission. About 130 seniors are now on his grocery route. It's my pleasure. He's also added about a dozen volunteers, mostly college students, who assist with the shopping. And he has plans to do still more. Okay. Greg Daly was called to duty by circumstance, but he's staying in service by choice. Have a great day, all right? Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road. Proof again of the power of kindness. Next week on the CBS Evening News, one man's family says he died after catching COVID at work. So why is Congress trying to make suing his employer harder? And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Please be safe this weekend. Wear a mask. We'll see you Monday. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.